feel so honored to be sitting with Outstanding Chaplain of the Year, Herb Weber. You know what? I don't think they called it Outstanding. I, the, the most amazing Chaplain of the Year, Father Cha- Herb. Cha- chaplain of the Knights of Columbus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here sitting with the award-winning Father Herb. Yes. Uh, notice he did not say award-winning podcast. That, well, that's definitely not true. Yeah. Anyway, it's good to be here. I am Father Herb, and that is Michael. And so why don't you tell everybody about your award? Okay. The By the way, just to, just to be clear, he didn't set me up to talk about This was me wanting to, yes, to uh, brag am, on I him am, a bit. I am so humble that I did not tell anybody this. His humility is well, that's seeping. Because I, that's because I didn't know about it. <laughs> I did. I knew about it before you did. You did. I did. Uh, on Saturday this past weekend, the Knights of Columbus had their statewide, I don't know if they called it a convention or whatever. Yeah. And it was at the Kalahari in um, Sandusky. So you and got it, your... it was actually, that was a beautiful setting because a lot of the people who had family, yeah. like the little kids could go over to the water park. Sure. And they, they had fun for the weekend. And then there's the convention center behind the hotel. I've been to that. It's wonderful. It's, it's, a, it's a nice quite, facility. Quite good. So uh, Father quite Herb big. got his best bathing suit on and went to Kalahari. No, I. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I went there for the evening banquet on Saturday, and uh, they recognize statewide honors. Yeah. And somebody from our conference, our council, had nominated me right to be the chaplain of the year for the state. That's wonderful. Well, you know, it was kind of interesting, and they, they, they had lots of different honors, so I was one of many. But, uh, you know, like they had the night of the year and the youth of the year, and they had the family of the year. I mean, a lot of good things. I'm waiting for podcast co-host of the year. Uh, I know who that would be if they had such <laughs> a, an honor. Not me. <laughs> but anyway, so what happened was uh, it was the very last one of the very last part of the evening. Yeah. Oh, so you were like best picture. Yes, I mean, this is that, the yeah. biggie, yeah. And uh, the thrill of the whole thing is when they finally announced my name and I came up, all of the people from St. John the 23rd who were present, they all came up around me. And so the, the <laughs> this pic- is like the Oscars. The, the picture was great. The picture because it was the whole group. Yeah. It, it was really kind of. Did I, you have a statue to hold? No, it's it's just a plaque. Oh. I shouldn't say just a plaque. It's but a it's wonderful a, it's plaque. A plaque. It is actually it's a, a rather nice plaque. Did you talk too long and music started? And there, pl- there was no. No speech at all. No they, orchestra. You they, didn't even get they, to make they, a speech. They never let a, a priest close to a microphone. You know, we'd, <laughs> oh, are, we'd still be there. They are wise. Yes. They are wise. But uh, they read a little description of me beforehand, uh, you know, what I do. And yeah. one of the things it said, and he, along with another staff member, have <laughs> a, a podcast. <laughs> another. I don't even have a name. You didn't have a name. This no. is <laughs> this is the epitome of my entire existence. So uh, I got the honor because of this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm glad that we could do something for you. That's great. You know what really sent it over the edge? I told you this already. I wrote a recommendation letter. They they had asked several of us to write recommendation letters. So I really schmaltzed it up, and uh, I, I wrote a heck of a recommendation letter for you. Good. I don't think I talked about the podcast on it. Somebody did. Somebody somebody must have. But anyway, congratulations. Well, thank you. You deserve it. And, uh, you know, some of us stayed here Saturday night to have Mass. Well, it was great. Uh, Father Joe Wigman was able to fill in. Yes. And uh, people love love him. Yes. Yeah. He's always 
wonderful. It was raining hard on Saturday. It was raining. I was thinking of you driving to Sandusky. Actually, actually. there was no rain at all. Oh, it didn't rain on no. on your road. It did not rain on my parade. It did. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? That's from Funny Girl. Funny Girl. All right. I I you I know knew the it was a musical. I knew it was a musical. I I can hear Barbara Streisand sing it. Okay, so this weekend, this is a hard one to say. The sixth Sunday, but when you say it quickly, the sixth Sunday. The sixth Sunday? Yeah, it's just hard to get out quickly. Well, I then, think I've mentioned that on the podcast uh, before. Then, then don't say it fast. The sixth. Welcome everybody to St. John the 23rd Sunday. as we celebrate uh, the week after the fifth Sunday of, of Easter. <laughs> one week, one <laughs> plus one. Yeah. Plus one. Okay, let me give the, the background. A, a Ascension Thursday mm-hmm. is 40 days after Easter. It's coming up next week. This coming Sunday, the one we're talking about, is the 36th uh, day of Easter. So it is usually the Sunday before Ash- uh, Ascension Thursday. Got mm-hmm. it? Got it. Now, Ascension Thursday is not observed on Thursday these days, but the following Sunday. Yeah. So today we're going to talk really about in a sense, about the last Sunday of Easter. Mm-hmm. It's not officially the last Sunday of Easter season, but the last one that goes by the Sunday of Easter. Right. And then the following week, Ascension Thursday, Ascension Sunday. Right. And the week after that, Pentecost. So Great. it the momentum is building. Sure. It's building. And uh, at this point, we're no longer talking about Jesus appearing after the resurrection, talking to his uh, apostles or disciples, yeah. but rather it's kind of already looking ahead where Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit. So we are, where it's a bit of a foreshadowing. Of yes. Like we're, we're, two, we're two weeks away from Pentecost. Yeah. So I am asking you, yes, how many titles or descriptive terms do can you name for the Holy Spirit? The paraclete. The paraclete. The advocate. The advocate. That's pretty good. You got two. Uh, it, do images of the Holy Spirit count? No. Oh, so I can't say fire. Uh, no. The, what no. if I say the fire? The fi- no, no, <laughs> If no. you put the word the in front of it, does it count? Uh, the, 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 the Ohio State. The, uh, well, you always refer to it as the great animator. Yeah, that's my favorite. The animator. Um, I didn't know you listened. I I do. Well, okay. I, well, after you spend so much time together, you just really... Well, you, you listen to my homily four times a weekend. I do. At least three times. At least so. usually three. Uh, let's see. What else? That's all I got. Okay. Off the top of my head. Those are the, the main ones. but And the one that's used this week is the advocate. I said that, did I not? Yes, you did. Oh, good. So an advocate is someone who speaks on your behalf. The one who goes to bat for you. Sure. The one who represents you. The one who brings the best out of you and brings you the best. Mm-hmm. So we have. I feel like that describes our relationship perfectly. You and the Holy Spirit. No, you and I. Oh, am I your advocate? Well, I guess I am, unless you seek a job somewhere else, and then I'm not going to be an advocate for you. <laughs> then it's over. Then it's over. Then you're on your own. <laughs> okay, so. The gospel passage is from chapter 14 of John. We've been reading from chapter 13, so we've now finally moved to chapter 14. Mm -hmm. Chapter 14, 
15, 16, and 17, as you well know, I do. in John's gospel is known as the farewell discourse. And it's stuck between, I shouldn't say stuck, that sounds bad. It's, it's placed. Neatly be, placed. Neatly placed between the Last Supper and the Passion account. Yes. So it's it's everything Jesus wanted to, to give to his uh, disciples, his apostles, uh, as kind of a farewell message. Mm-hmm. So this is chapter 14, not the very beginning, but about halfway through. And I think we're going to read it in two parts. You get to read the short first part. I get to read the longer second part. Okay. I will come in where it says, I have told you this while I'm with you. All right. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you? Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so... The whole theme of this is Jesus is leaving and he's trying to give them the words that they need, the message they need, the Mm -hmm. hope that they need. Now, have you ever had somebody give you a farewell, farewell? I don't mean somebody who says goodbye. Yeah. But like, this is probably the last time I'll talk with you. So these are my words of advice to you. Well, have you had that? I'm counting on you to do it in a few weeks here. Well, maybe so, <laughs> maybe I've already been doing it <laughs> slowly. Uh, you, do you mean like somebody that maybe has died, like knew that death was coming, and this was like a? Yes, it, that's one possibility. I would say in my life, no. I mean, the, I, obviously, I've lost grandparents, and I lost my dad. Well, I, I, a couple of weeks ago in my homily, I talked about how on Mother's Day, how my mother would say to us kids, you know, get along, right. Be, be supportive of each other. Help each other out after I'm gone. Sure. So that was part of a farewell discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's farewell discourses like maybe your your mentor, you know, maybe somebody who guided you through a graduate program, or and and maybe uh, I you find this in the arts pretty often. Yeah. You know, when you work specifically with one p- teacher, uh, maybe a, a master artist of some sort or a musician. Mm-hmm. And then they guide you through and they finally basically say, I've taken you as far as I can take you now. Now keep this in mind. Yeah. That, you know, don't don't rest on your laurels. Keep on growing or keep on learning and whatever it is. But I think some people do give farewell discourses. Sure. Well, it almost it kind of reminds me of like the commencement address at a university. Right. Somebody comes in to give like the words of wisdom to the graduating class as they are are getting ready to leave. Now, obviously, that doesn't have the one-on-one kind of emotional... Well, and, and even, it's fascinating to me. 
it's the graduation is called commencement. Commencement means beginning, not ending. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh my! Well, I, maybe I did. I didn't I, think I, about I it. I guess I have to give you a lot of I, <laughs> a, a lot of fi- farewell words. This is going to be I a leave. long farewell. Yeah. More than twenty three. Instead, instead, I'll just give you my email address. Yeah. <laughs> I've got your phone number. Yeah. The other image that comes to mind, and this is much more, um, is not emotional or as as tangible. But I think about like a TV show that you really love. You know, the final episode. How do they wrap up the characters? What What are the final parting words? What's the final scene going to be? As you know, they leave you. Yeah. Um, you know, people people loved you know shows like whether it was Friends or How I Met Your Mother or any of those, you know, everybody was so obsessed Never with. watched either one of them. Well, that's why... That's a different era for me. It was. Not for me, though. I loved both of those shows. I remember the final episode of MASH. Oh, oh my. Actually, they turned that into a rather serious drama. They did? Uh, it was a, a pretty... It was. It always had some serious messages. Yeah. But it was basically a comedy. But when it ended, they did a two-hour special maybe even two three, maybe maybe an hour no i think it was basically about a two hour final uh-huh. but it was it ended up being very serious really uh but good i thought it was a good uh conclusion is like when they're finally coming back from korea oh and i never watched mash go figure yeah <laughs> were you a cheers fan no, my dad liked Cheers. I, I well, actually, I wasn't even a Mesh fan. I watched most of that in rerun <laughs> because oh. uh, you know I never see any of any uh, primetime TV. Right. Well, nobody uh, does anymore. Everybody watches it on demand whenever they feel like it. You do. I yeah. I don't. I do. I. This is totally off topic. Go figure. I still find there is something though about watching something on te- actually live on television. Or listening to the radio, because there's a communal communal uh, event. Well, to that's it. what happened with the farewell of Mage, and it was very, very, very highly rated. Yeah, uh, lots of people tuned in because uh, it was advertised, and that was before all of the cable channels. So people were watching it, and I knew enough of the characters and the the storyline. Yeah, that I was able to enjoy it, but uh, people had. Mesh parties, you know, they gathered at people's homes. Do they? They eat sat there, mashed potatoes. No, but they did eat Tony Packle hot dogs. Oh yes, because that was part of the the whole uh, shtick. That's cool. All right, so I'm going to bring it back to the gospel. You know, you get so off topic. Sometimes I just got to reel you back in. I am so <laughs> sorry. I've been learning from the best or the worst. <laughs> so you were asking the questions about you know the farewell or or things like that. Okay, so. Jesus goes one step further. He doesn't just say, well, these are my words of farewell. He's promising, promising to be present. Right. I think we make a great mistake with the Holy Spirit of kind of thinking the Holy Spirit is out there and not connected with Jesus and the Father. You know, we've, we're Trinitarian. There's one God. Mm-hmm. And I have found in my own feeble mind it helps if I don't call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of God. Hmm. If I use that phrase, then I just have a better sense that of the connectedness, the connection, the intrinsic, internal connection that 
the Spirit is God. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, my, my Father will send the Advocate in my name. It's mm-hmm. like Trinitarian right there. I was wondering in that first half that I read, and this may be a bit of a stretch, but you know, he kept focusing on whoever loves me will keep my word. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word. Um, and knowing how John begins the gospel in the beginning was, was the, the word. Yeah. Do you think that was an intentional thing on his part as he wrote oh, this? Very, very much so. The The word is capitalized in the beginning was the word this is not capitalized but the word is not just what we say you know words are cheap but in scripture word is more than a cheap message Mm -hmm. the word is you yeah you know i give you my word i mean we still to this day use some phrases like that sure i give you my word and my word is trustworthy yeah so um yes keep my word, live by my word, make my word alive. So that's the first part. And so he's, he's already saying, I want you to be in me as I am in the father. So there's a sense of unity, but it's not just like I'm still connected. It's like I'm alive in you and you're alive in me. Mm -hmm. So the, the power of the spirit continues. Yeah. The, uh, this also reminded me of the new uh, song we've been singing as the kids are walking out for children's liturgy of the word. I like that very much. Uh, you know, it talks about your words yeah. are give your words are of life. I, I, I like the song. I, I don't have I wrote, the, I, I wrote it myself. I don't have the melody yet, but I like the song. Well, you've only heard it a couple times. That's why we sing it twice in a row. You, I'm going to pull up the words cause I, I don't remember. I am the worst speaking of words. I never know any words to it. I'm the worst at them. Just ask my wife. Okay, so do I have to keep talking until you pull it up I'm, so that you can... Are you killing time? I am. Hello, everybody. My name is Father Herb, and I'm killing... I am here as the All right. uh, the act it. to fill the gaps. This is what happens when our music is on my phone. Okay, so the refrain that we sing is, Your words give us life that's never-ending. Your words bring us love that never fails. Everything else will fade away, but what will remain are your words. That's actually a great tie-in to what yeah. is is here. Yes, it the, is. In this gospel reading. And I thank you for those words of wisdom. Yeah, I didn't write it. I lied. That was a lie earlier. Yeah, I, I knew you didn't write okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted, because I already told you I like it. <laughs> Just trying to be honest. Okay, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. The next line, the next line should be familiar to everybody. Yes. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Where do you know that from? You say it every time after the Lord's Prayer, right before we exchange the sign of peace. Exactly. At Mass. At Mass. To clarify. Yeah. Uh, Peace, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Now, I, I love to meditate on that line. Not as the world gives. How does the world give peace if it gives peace at all? Now, you know, we are recording this when there are country uh, c- cities in this country that are struggling right now. And think of Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. after the horrendous uh, crime, mm-hmm. hate the crime of hate this past weekend. Well, there was also a, a shooting at a church Sunday evening. Yes. 
in I believe it was in California. It was California. There, those were the two big ones. I was told that there were several other shootings like that this weekend. There were several places, but ten people killed in Buffalo, and out in California, what was it, three or four? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I, I believe so. But that's that's terrible. Now the one in Buffalo, it has been explicitly explicitly known as a hate crime, mm-hmm. uh, and how you can't have that kind of thing and peace at the same time because peace has to recognize other people well the word that that i thought of when you said well how does the world world give peace the word that came to my mind was conditionally we'll give peace under if, these conditions if you do this but if something changes then i may revoke or sometimes it's peace under control you know like right. some some countries have been stable but it's all because everybody's afraid to speak up and they, they call it a peaceful time, but it's not really. Right. But Jesus, on the other hand, gives the it... Peace is built... Uh, scripturally, peace is built off of justice. Mm-hmm. And what is justice? Justice means a deep respect for each person. It's a, uh, a sense of every person has a right to freedom. Mm-hmm. Each person has... You know, many of the things in the Catholic social teachings that get overlooked. You know, we we have a an incredible library of documents about social justice mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And I I honor and I give accolades to Pope Francis for trying to help people see the richness of all these other aspects of our faith. Sure. And they're all connected. Yeah, you can't just say well, I'm. I'm only going to specialize in one area and forget the other. You can't do it. Right. You won't. You will fail unless you look at all of justice, and justice leads to peace. One of, uh, my one of uh, the Catholic people that I follow on social media, has said before that, in their opinion, they find the sign of peace to be the second greatest miracle that takes place in Mass next to the Eucharist, because it's the moment where people of different political affiliations and different economic statuses and everything are all united as one. Well, on that note, peace be with you. And with your spirit. Amen.